You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Uh, healthy and alive. Yeah. You know what? Well. Yourself? We're, we're just... Yeah, I'm good, thank you. You know what? We're just like, just like the two... I mean, we're like the two last men standing. Have you noticed that? Like, yesterday, we had a full house, and then today, yeah, there's yeah. no one here, right? And then uh-huh, uh-huh. The, a couple of days before that, again, we had a full house, and then there was no one there. Mm-hmm. So well, it's like um, we get all kinds of people yeah. and then they do a lot of the talking and then they're like, yeah, thanks. They don't come back for like a month. Well, so, I mean, no. to be fair, maybe maybe they're just all in lockdown now. Right. Because everybody's yes, shutting down again. Yes. Everybody's mm-hmm. shutting down again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's shutting back down for COVID. So let, let's get into that. So where would you like to start with it? Oh, how about um, I, I, I would like to get this one out of the way immediately. Right. Because we've talked about the if you test positive, then 16 of your friends are all right. now going to be listed as positives. Right. See, um, I'm laughing through all this because I know how much nonsense this is. Because we, we talked about the nonsense, right? We talked about all that yeah. stuff. So yeah, we, we, we've we talked understand. about that. Yeah, and to be honest with you, to be honest with you, and this is this is the thing. People have to get it where they're coming up with all these numbers. Someone told me yesterday, they said, well, the cases are spiking where I am. And then I actually had to show them why the cases were spiking. And then they're like, well, this makes perfect sense then. Because mm-hmm. the forms that they're getting, like the forms that they're getting on uh, personal assessment and all that nonsense about COVID is everything that we went over with what was going on with the NIH and the CDC directives about how they count. So yep. it makes sense. Yep. And they're also we, we talked about death numbers and how uh, what's that you committed suicide. Oh, but you tested positive for COVID-19. Well, COVID-19 death. So they're they're listing all these, you know, deaths that were even showing, you know, if somebody died with symptoms of COVID-19. Right. So mm-hmm. if you had a headache mm-hmm. or something when you died or a cough or something when you died or a fever. Uh, mm-hmm. That means you had COVID-19 as well, even if you don't test positive, which they won't test you, by the way. You know, it, it's, it's enough just to write it on your death certificate. Even with that, we're seeing the death numbers decreasing and the case numbers are spiking, which, by the way, let's just get that out there right now, you know, off the bat. This is actually good news, right? If more people are getting it, but fewer people are dying, that means the fatality number is going to decrease it was at 0.55, I believe, was the percentage. So 0.55% of the people that get it were dying. Well, now case numbers are increasing. And in some cases, by a multiple of 10, right, or, or higher, which we've talked about, it's at least 16 is what they're, what they're doing. So that, that means the death number is going down. So now we'll, we'll get a death number similar to the flu as things progress. Uh, but you know the media is not going to push that. The 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 governors and mayors aren't going to push that. Instead, they're going to push like Newsom, for example, how mm-hmm. uh, they're adding more and more people, or excuse me, states to their quarantine list. So if you come from Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, California, D- California, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Idaho, Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, Nevada, Oklahoma. South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, or Utah. If you come from any of those states, you're quarantined for 14 days if, if you want to uh, visit New York. 
I think New Jersey is doing the same thing. So, um, okay. We talked about this briefly just before we started because we were going over some things. So they can't actually do that. So what gives them, I almost want to like play that clip of, 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 uh, Cardinal Joe (laughs) Tobin. Like, Uh, like yeah, yeah. yeah, like what, what gives you the authority? You know what? I'm just going to do it. The bill of rights, as you well know, protects Americans' right, enshrines their right to practice their religion as they see fit and to congregate together to assemble peacefully. By what authority did you nullify the Bill of Rights in issuing this order? How do you have the power yeah, to we do were, that? That's above my pay grade, Tucker. So I wasn't, uh, I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But I do want, since you, are, since you are an elected official, a leader in the government, an executive, how do you have the authority to order something that so clearly contravenes the Bill of Rights of the United States, the U.S. Constitution. Where do you get the authority to do that? Uh, I called up Cardinal Tobin, uh, Cardinal Joe Tobin in Newark. Okay, so, I mean, that was the governor of New Jersey. That was Phil Murphy. Okay, that that was the governor of New Jersey. Now, he uh, first of all, let's just start with he he wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights and Constitution when he made the orders initially, because New Jersey is one of the states you're you're talking about here. He wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights and Constitution when he first made the order. And it's above his pay grade. He swears an oath to it Mm -hmm. as his oath of Mm -hmm. office, but it's above his pay grade, just so we're clear. And just so people understand. And then he turns around and he says, well, he calls up Cardinal Joe Tobin when he tries to (laughs) by by what authority did you override the Bill of Rights and Constitution? Well, you called up Cardinal Joe Tobin. So is Cardinal Mm -hmm. Joe Tobin Mm -hmm. the one that's that's consulting with him now? Well, see, as everybody knows, right, the Catholic Church is actually the ruling body of America. Right. The Constitution and everything and the president, they're just figureheads. Right. Right. Um, right. It's really the Catholic Church. Yes. 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 All right. So this is the day we're okay. So we're back in the days of JFK. Gotcha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that, that was actually the Republicans' biggest fear back in the day, by the way, is if J- JFK got elected, then it w- the the U.S. would be ruled by the Vatican. I'm, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. So like that was the actual sentiment. Uh, like, look how far we've fallen since that. But again, they can't actually do that. They, like they can't actually prevent you from going from one state to the next. This is in the Constitution. It's under, I believe, it's Section four, right? We were discussing it before. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Article Four of it. Yeah, in a nutshell, it just says the citizens of each state shall be entitled to all privileges and immunities of citizens in in the several states. So, whatever privilege and immunity you get in one state, you get in another state. That's free which, travel, I, I, right? But there was also a thought, by the way. I mean, states already do this to where you know you get your driver's license in one state, it, it's valid in other states, right? That's part a part of this, right? But at the same time, I was kind of thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? We, we have concealed carry laws. That's a privilege. Not a privilege, by the way. That's actually a constitutional right. But it's a privilege and immunity in one state. How can they bar it in another state? But that's that's a, a different topic. Well, again, this is what they did in the initial stages in the first set of lockdowns, didn't they? They shut down gun stores mm-hmm. saying that gun stores were non-essential, but yet they kept liquor stores and marijuana dispensaries open. Yeah, because those are those are clearly constitutionally protected. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they yeah. shut down churches and then they they shut down gun stores because those are non-essentials. You know, those are have you noticed this? Those are non-essentials, yet those are rights in the Constitution. Those are clearly uh-huh. defined. So they shut uh-huh. those down as non-essential, and yet they leave liquor stores open and marijuana dispensaries open under the guise of quote public health. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Well, 
Was, wasn't there wasn't there a book that talked about drugging your populace to keep them complicit? Wasn't there? I mean, huh? I, I seem to remember. Yeah, a, a popular yeah. book that talked about. Huh. Anyway, something along those lines. But anyway, yeah, moving right along. But yes. So what what are their plans? All right. So what are they going to do? You go to another state. Let's say I'm one of the 500,000 New Yorkers. Right. Let's say that I'm one of those people. So what's going to happen if I decide to go to, I don't know, Delaware for the weekend? Mm -hmm. That means you get quarantined on your way back. Okay. so. I mean, I, I know people that are actually doing this. Somebody, like I, I was saying last week, somebody went down to visit one family member in Florida, one family member. They come back to Ohio and they're quarantined for 14 days because everyone, not because it was ordered, but because everybody in the office flipped out. Uh -huh. That's why this is this is what's going on with people. This is what this is doing to people's psyche. It's really messing them up. So everyone's so afraid. Everyone's so paranoid. But yet the funny thing about all this is, is it's it's what we talked about last week, last Wednesday, Thursday. And I believe it was last last Wednesday and last Friday, I believe when we were talking about the case numbers. It's all based on falsehoods, all this contact tracing, all this uh, this counting, this overinflated number. And believe me, I've seen the OK, so. What I saw, what I was, what I was discussing with someone the other day was the the number of cases that we're seeing, and ex I was explaining why the the number was being overinflated. And then I got sent a document from one of their places of business, and I just sent it over to you. So that document was then sent over to me. So you're now having a look at it. Uh, what what do you think of mm -hmm. it? Because it corresponds with everything that we were talking about. It does. So basically, it looks like a, a more or less like a, a business covering their butts. So if you have everybody sign this that comes in, more or less, it's saying you're not infected. Uh, so if somebody does get infected or whatnot, the business is covered if there's an, an ensuing lawsuit and say, look, everybody here admitted to this and said that they weren't infected. They haven't had any symptoms or any of those kind of things. So... This is where it gets a little shaky. They're, they're saying at the beginning, well, if you're asymptomatic, you could still be a spreader. Well, now they're saying, well, that, that's technically not right. If you're asymptomatic, you're probably not going to be a spreader. It's really unlikely. In fact, you have to be showing symptoms to actually be a spreader. So it, it's kind of we have contradicting things because then shortly thereafter they said, well, no, you can still pass it if you're not showing signs. So whether whether or not this will hold up in court, I don't know if there was a lawsuit, but I, I imagine businesses are going to start doing this more just to cover themselves uh, from lawsuits because, you know, America's lawsuit happy, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, if this is uh, personally, if this is what it takes to get us back in business, to get us back at work, let's do it. Let's just get it over with. We got to get the economy going again. We can't shut this down. They're they're talking about shutting everything down again. You know, I was just having a look at some of this stuff. What's your temperature at 100 degrees Fahrenheit at more any time during the 72 hour period before your scheduled start time? In the state of Delaware, it's 99.5 degrees Fahrenheit. 99.5 degrees Fahrenheit is, quote, a fever. 98.6 in Fahrenheit, by the way, is is normal. So if you are less than a degree above, then you have COVID in the eyes of of this. So, yeah, if you are and all this stuff, do you take any medicine to reduce fever or manage any other COVID-19 symptoms? Uh, <laughs> cough, shortness of breath, difficulty breathing, any combination of the two or any of the two following symptoms, chills, repeated shaking chills, muscle pain, headache, sore throat or new loss of taste or smell during the 72 hour schedule start time. And you know something? Also, 
yesterday I heard now I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard this last night. I heard someone actually on another podcast reading it off and they said tennis elbow, nausea, muscle pain, atopic dermatitis, so dandruff, diaper mm-hmm. rash, foot fungus, nearsightedness, syphilis, erectile dysfunction and gingivitis are now covid symptoms according to the CDC. We we did have the one guy that was admitted for um a, a 4 hour erection resulted from I heard, yes I, we didn't talk see, about I that, that one, was, but you know, I thought that yeah. was satire I didn't think that, that was actually serious. I, I did too I, I didn't think it was serious yeah but apparently yeah apparently it was Okay, well, states now, because of all this nonsense, uh, right, state, states are mandating masks. And we know that there's a number of states that have started doing this already. And they're beginning to shut down again. And you know something? I, I kind of thought, well, there's no way the American people will put up with that a second time. But we are, for whatever reason. I, I don't understand it. I, I do not understand it. What did Thomas Jefferson say when he was asked about the level of tyranny you'd put up with? He said, you will put up with as much tyranny as you allow. That's what it is. So the pandemic map of the United States burned bright red Monday. Yeah, you see this? Yeah, bright red Monday with the number of new coronavirus infections during the first six days of July nearing 300,000. We just told you why. Again, because of how they're counting them. As more states and cities move to reimpose shutdown orders. You're basing it on false science. This, uh, okay, this counting method, this counting method, this should just show everybody the the illegitimacy, if nothing else, if nothing else, put everything else aside, this should show the illegitimacy of the mainstream media on its face. The fact that they are not covering any of this stuff round the clock, talking about how this is all fraudulent, should be a red flag to everybody. But it's not. It should be a red flag to everybody. After an Independence Day weekend, I'll see, this is what they're blaming on it. After an Independence Day weekend that attracted Uh. large crowds to fireworks displays, no mention of the protests, no mention of the rioters, no mention of the looters, nothing, and produced scenes of Americans drinking and partying without masks. Oh, see, because someone wanted to go out and have a have a have a barbecue and a, and a drink with their neighbors. That's what's causing it. Health officials um, warned of hospitals running out of space and infections spreading rampantly. Where is it? Where is it? By the way, it takes two to four weeks for that data to show. So kind of early for that. Just saying. And I heard figures here lately. I think it was yesterday. You know, you remember the you remember the um, the I think it was Dallas. It might have been Houston. Hospital that they they keep touting, saying, "Oh, look, this hospital's at capacity. You know, it's got ninety seven. It's it's running at ninety seven percent. It's almost full. Do you know how many beds they have free? Thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred beds US, free. The U.S. at any given time, what we say has less than hundred thousand as a, as a nation. We have less than hundred thousand mm-hmm. as as a nation. We've got around a million hospital beds in the United States. We have a population of three hundred and seventy million, give or take. Okay." Between 350 and 370, it's hard to say with with undocumented. It's hard to say. But we have, at any given time, just a little less than a million hospital beds in the entire country. So this is why initially when we started to see the first onset of, of COVID, we wanted to obviously take the precautions because mm-hmm. naturally, naturally, when you have a new virus introduced into a population and you don't know what it's going to do, we have the preventative measures that we can take. We take them. Yep. And of course, now... Now it's like that old adage. Well, once you get the handcuffs on, that's that's the end of it. So we're here now. So you give those people just a little tiny taste of power. And this is where they go with it. But see, now you have health officials warning of hospitals running out of space and infections spreading rampantly. But yet we don't see it. Where are the death numbers? They're not there. As a matter of fact, the death numbers are actually going down. 
The United States is still knee deep in the first wave. That's a quote from Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Health of Allergies and Infectious Diseases, said Monday. Fauci noted that while Europe managed to drive infections down because they're not imposing any of the nonsense and they're doing things legit, is now dealing with little blips as it reopens, which, like I said, I'm around hundreds of people a day. No one's going out sick. No one's falling over dead. None of it. It's not there. Social distancing went out the went out the window over a month and a half ago here, where, where I'm at. I'm in the middle of mainland Europe. Social distancing went out the window. The mask thing, some businesses still require that you do it, but that's the business's right. I've talked about that before. If a business wants to mandate that, so be it. But not all of them are doing it. Banks and things like that, you can walk in and out, no problem. You go into a, um, like a delicatessen or uh, here, a, a meat market, like it's called a Metzgerai, you walk into one of those, then you you still have to do that. They respectfully ask if that's what you do. That's their right as a business, as far as I'm concerned. So if that's what they want to do, so be it. However, the mandates as far as the populace, not there, not there. Uh, and people, even so, even when there was a recommendation, people didn't do it. People did not do it. You did see the usual, you know, the occasional lemming out there that was doing it. I think the first couple of days I saw this woman that was barreling towards me, right? I mean, she like white knuckle on the steering wheel, gloves, mask, windows up like she was going to die, right? I mean, that's where she was at. So I feel sorry for people like that. I, I feel sorry for people like that. I really do. But again, I'm not saying, and I've never said, none of us have ever said this. I'm not saying that it's not a real virus. It most certainly is. But your percentage of catching it is extreme low. And more than that, the mortality rate is even lower than that. And it continues to drop the longer this goes on. However, as we start approaching flu season, which Bruce, I think you said we've already rolled over traditionally by counts, we're supposed to have already rolled that number over into the next year. And we haven't yet. Mm -hmm. So I could see them coming back, say, around because they're trying to do it now. And it's just they're, they're just making a mess of it. I could see them coming back around when we get closer to the flu season, like the actual onset of the flu season, when fall starts to hit and we get into winter and you start to see people get you know, colds, flus, all that stuff, because now we're still in, quote, kind of allergy season anyway. So, yes, you're seeing that. But. As we get closer to the time of year when when people get sick, I mean, myself included, you know, I, I mean, I develop sinus infections, things like that. They're going to run wild with this stuff. Yeah. Um, quick correction uh, on, on what I was saying about the uh, hospital beds being open. Thirteen hundred of them are ICU. There's actually 16,000 or excuse me, 12,000, almost 13,000 beds that are available still. Um, so, yeah. So uh, Fauci noted that while Europe was managing to drive infections down, which, like I said, so uh, U.S. communities never came down to a baseline and are now surging back up, he said in an interview conducted on Twitter and Facebook with his boss, the National Institute of Health Director Francis Collins, which, by the way, for those that don't know, Fauci is actually not the head of the NIH. He's actually just the head of the Allergy and Infectious Diseases Division of the NIH. The actual director, like the actual head is... Francis Collins. So there's a disconnect there. Sometimes people don't know that. He, Fauci is not the be all end all of the NIH. But 
again, that, that doesn't really negate the fact that he's been in there for 40 years, right? He's been in the same position for four decades. How's that even possible? How, how is that even possible? That's insane. Trump has made a claim that 99% of COVID cases are, quote, harmless. Arizona and Nevada have reported their highest numbers of coronavirus-related hospitalizations in recent days. The seven-day averages in 12 states hit new highs, which, again, we explain why. But with the biggest increases in West Virginia, Tennessee, and Montana, the country's rolling seven-day average of daily new cases hit a record high on Monday, the 28th record-setting day in a row. Of course, because of one person that's confirmed, up to an additional 16 who are not, quote, confirmed, are considered confirmed. So this is why you're seeing the the jumps. Let let me play devil's advocate real quick, because I I just kind of had a thought. And we've kind of talked about this before. With COVID-19 having a really high infectious rate, supposedly, right? The R not being pretty high. Yeah, communicability is pretty high. Yeah. Part of me can see the, you know, saying one person's infected and up to 16 other people could be infected. Um, If if they did that, right? And let's say the R not is eight, right? I don't remember what the R not was offhand, but I let's say, say it's six. Eight. I want to say it was six. Okay. I think it's what we factored okay, in so. at the very beginning. Yeah. Okay. So if it's even six, right, and they can do up to sixteen people in the in the uh, contact tracing. I mean, it's plausible that any of those sixteen people could be infected, right? I get the idea and principle they're going behind, but to include them in the calculations of saying this is how many people are infected, that's disingenuous, right? What I would prefer is something akin to Florida and listing uh, the genders of people that were uh, infected, the age range, the ethnicity, uh, whether it was a confirmed case or not, symptoms, if any. Also, uh, uh, you know, if they're just a contact trace, you know, for example, give us more data. I want more information. Don't just say more cases are going up. Hysteria, hysteria. You know, everybody freak out. I, I, I hate that. Well, on top of that, which I I agree with you, I I can't stand it, too. But the problem is, is that that data has become so tainted because of everything they've done. All this uh, reclassification, all this new symptom adding and everything. I mean, they're adding new symptoms even now, even now. They're adding new symptoms. I mean, I'm just waiting for like uh, the poor gas mileage, the bad hair day and the stubbed toe. Like that's the only thing we need to be a COVID case at this point, because everything else seems to be COVID. So you're not going to get the real data. I'm like you. I want real data. I want to see the actual numbers. That's all I've wanted from the start of this. But the mainstream media will turn around and beat you over the head. Science based, science based, science based, hard sciences. Okay, well, I'm all about hard sciences. I'm all about science based. Give us the real data. Instead of giving us the real data, they're giving us all that talk like you're saying. The cases are going up, hospitalizations are up and this and that. But the deaths aren't there. And they've, again, reclassified everything to the new counting method. That should be the talking point, not what we're being told of. It's doom and gloom. It's the end of the world. It's the apocalypse. And there's nothing you can do. So you have to listen to the government. And you you already know my stance. I I would rather not listen to the government anyway. But yeah. 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 Well, okay. So now Fauci's come out and he said that uh, he's told CNBC, he says that the coronavirus immunity might be or may be finite, but the duration remains uncertain. Again, they're, mm. they're going to use this. Exactly. This is why I said they picked a coronavirus because there is a whole family of these things. They can turn this on and off whenever they want. So now that they've done this, it's essentially it's Pandora's box to them because they can use it mm-hmm. for whatever they need. So now, of course, you know what Fauci is, right? You know, Fauci's a front guy for vaccines. 
right? You, mm-hmm. you know he's this guy. Mm-hmm. So he, t- he turns around and he says, protection from any potential coronavirus vaccine might be short-lived and could require a booster to prolong the protection. He said, and he's, uh, um, Fauci said on Monday, huh, is the flu shot effective? I don't think so. I don't think so. They guess what the strain of the flu is every year. You know, we've talked about this before. Yep. Flu shots are are 20 to 30 percent. OK, well, depending on the person, 20 to 40 percent effective at best, at best. And they're going off of last year's strain, the predominant strain. There's many different strains of the flu, just like there's many different strains of this. You even said that we looked at possibly, what, 30, 30 different mutations in the yeah. United States in and of itself. Yeah. Fauci was sitting in front of Congress last week and he was being grilled by a, a House member from Oregon. And he says, well, because he was talking about vaccinations and he said, what good's a vaccination going to do if we have all of these mutations in the United States? And Fauci says, we have no evidence of that. Of course we do. Of course we do. You've got up to 30 mutations in the United States alone. So you can't have any evidence of that. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't have any evidence that. Of course not. But anyway, several companies move closer to the finish line for for a potential vaccine for the virus. And it's not going to even make any difference. It's not going to make any difference. But see, here's here's my problem with this. Here's my issue with this, because here's where I think they're going to go with it. It's not going to be required, but you can see that they're pushing towards that. They, they want to make it mandatory, but they know that if they make it mandatory, it's going to start a shooting war in America. Right. Fauci knows mm-hmm. that. Fauci knows that. Yeah. Right. So here's the thing. Here, here's how I think they're going to do it. You can't fill in the blank until you have it. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to be. You can't get on an airplane. You can't shop here. You can't go to this event. You can't go to that event. Nothing until that's done. And then, of course, then we're going to enter what? The immunity passports, right? It's, it's or something similar yep. to that. That's what it'll be. So you have to prove that you have that. And see, this is what guys like Bill Gates want, right? That's what that's what they want. They want society locked down, prisoners in your houses, and the only way you can come out is if you have one of these vaccinations that he's going to sell you, right? That he's going to sell you, that he's going to develop, and he's going to give you. And of course, you know it's not going to be effective for very long, so he's going to sell you, of course, the booster for it too. Just so coincidentally, he has those things ready to go. It's a joke. The, the whole thing, everything that we're seeing up to this point, this is all based on fraudulent data. The pretext, the underlying agenda of all of this is based on false pretenses. So it's it's void. The whole thing's null and void. This is why there are people that are out there, such as us, amongst others, we're screaming, hey, this is what people need to be paying attention to. This is what people need to be seeing as far as this whole thing being a fraud, a giant fraud at this point. And it's like they, they just it's almost like they don't want to hear it. You know, it's like I think it's it's almost like it's cool to get into the, the hysteria. Right. It's all it's cool to get into the fear kind of side of things. You know what I mean? It's peer pressure. This is literally this is literally social credit. They're just using a pandemic. You go out in public and not wear a mask. What happens? You get shamed. Right. Or, or even assaulted in some cases. Mm-hmm. Right. Look at China. You break the law. Let's say you jaywalk. Huh, guess what? You get publicly shamed. This is it's oh, yeah. the same thing. It's just, you know, it, it, it's around a pandemic or a, a virus. Well, yeah, see, it's, they do it under the guise of public health so they can turn around and say, oh, well, you, you just want people to die. 
you, you just you're endangering others. Yeah, you're in, yeah. Say say whatever you want about it because they can use it any way they like. That's that's what's so ingenious about it from a control standpoint, right? They can use right. it however they want. So again, you mentioned something about public shaming for masks. There's an article out today from the AFP. View mask refusers like drunk drivers. Look at somebody that doesn't wear a mask like a drunk driver. That's how you should treat them. People who refuse to wear face masks during the coronavirus pandemic should be stigmatized the same as drunk drivers. The head of the prestigious Royal Society Journal said on Tuesday, prestigious, huh? That's what you, that's what you call that's what you call um, prestigious. Some some piece of garbage that comes out like that and, and tells you to publicly shame someone else because they don't want to conform to what the government tells them to do. What kind of sick freak are you? The comments from Venki Ramakrishnan come as two new peer-reviewed studies show how wearing face coverings may help significantly reduce the spread of viruses such as COVID-19. I want to know where the funding came from for that. That's what I want to know. Give me a peer-reviewed paper that's not got a river of dirty money behind it. Let's start there. Because you've got someone coming out telling you that you need to do exactly what the government says. You need to obey. Well, you know something? I don't know, but I can't speak for the rest of Americans, but I know that this American here and that American sitting on the other side of the uh, the virtual table there of me, we don't like being told what to do by the government, okay? Mm-mm. And I don't take too kindly to little limp-wristed snowflake academics that come out and say that people should conform to what the government says or you should be publicly shamed. Those are the people that should be publicly shamed. The broken conformists like that, they should be the ones publicly shamed. They should be the ones that should be ashamed for putting up with it and not being strong individuals to fight back. That's what it should be. Not those of us that are strong enough to say, hey, look here, enough's enough. I wasn't brought into this world to be a broken conformist. Tyranny. Yeah. I mean, if you're not willing to stand up against it, right? This is this is actually really terrifying in a sense. And it's not because of COVID-19, like you're going to catch it and die, right? It's not because of that. It's the precedent they're setting. This is actually really terrifying. I brought up the, the social credit scoring. We're going down this road, people. We are enacting social credit and majority of people are conforming to it. We're okay with it. This is tyranny. This is the definition of tyranny. And we're just casually going off into it. And because they have, are people, getting, they have people afraid. That's that's why it's it's very important exactly that, that the bigger weapon. It's see, it's not a pandemic, right? It's it's not, that's not the pandemic. That's like I said, that ceased being about public health. Fourteen days into it, fear is the weapon here. It's not the virus. Fear is the bigger weapon because look what it's doing to people. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. Go ahead. I'm I'm just I. I I'm at a loss for words on how easy it is uh, to get into the position we're in. Not just that, but we're also being Overton windowed, uh, which means we're progressively going further and further into this. And when they give us a little bit of slack or, or, or pull back a little bit, we're like, oh, see, this isn't so bad. Yeah, it's OK. When a month ago, we wouldn't have thought of this or two months ago, we wouldn't even have thought like in the beginning of this we never thought we would lock down or have mandated masks or you get publicly shamed for not wearing a mask. And now here we are. We're, we're right in the middle of it. You're, you're in the middle of a social credit experiment. Uh, the, the only difference is that that I've screamed about coming is uh, we're, we're going to have some kind of digital tracking you know, of that. You're, you're, it's going to be tied to you in some way. And in a sense, it is now with COVID. 
And they could easily use this kind of thing for COVID-19 and say, or, or social credit and say, you know, because of COVID-19, we have to X, Y, Z, you know, track you. So, well, they're already doing yeah, that anyway. They're, they're already doing that anyway. The contact tracers, I think, are essential, are an essential part of this. But yet, yes. they, they don't quite have a way to, to implement them because there's so much fraud that's around it. Like, that's that's the problem with it, is there's so much fraud that, that is encompassing this whole thing that they can't figure out a way to even rightly justify it, I think, at this point, because it's so far-fetched. But it's really sad to see the average person caught up in this, isn't it? It is. It, it really is. I'm um, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel for America and, and where we're at. I'm not too concerned about it personally uh, because of where I'm located. But at the same time, you want to do business. You want to you want to, you know, have a chance at making money to be free. That, that's being hampered and, and stifled by all this. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about it with travel, right? You want to go, you want to visit New York or any one of the other states in that list? Well, guess what? Yeah, you're you're going to be quarantined. Uh, if you're a New Yorker and you're, you know, traveling to one of those, guess what? You're quarantined. So I, I you, you first of all, you have to really track people where they're going to, you know, who's coming and going to really know whether to quarantine them or not. I don't know if this is a honor system or if they're legit tracking. And yeah, I don't know. Of course, down where you are, they're saying that in the U.S., the su- southern part of the U.S., they say that contact tracing is no longer possible across the South due to rapid coronavirus surges, a health expert says. See, despite the, re- mm. the hopes for relief this summer, the U.S. is battling the first wave of COVID-19. See, now it's back to a first wave. See, they, they started with the second wave, but I think they're holding that back for the flu season. Have you noticed that? H- have you noticed that? They're, they're going yeah, to backtrack. Yeah. Now they're saying, oh, no, 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 we're, we're still in the first wave. We haven't we haven't actually gotten to that point yet. And I think that they're uh-huh. going to because they they stopped. They, they should have rolled the numbers over for the flu season. They didn't do it. So I think they're going to roll okay. them when the flu season gets here. And so yeah. that will be what they call the quote. And I'm doing the air quote second wave. So they're saying that yeah. cases are wrapped or excuse me. They say that cases are rising so rapidly that we cannot even do contact tracing anymore. I don't see how it's possible mm. to even do that. Dr. Peter Holtz, Dean of Tropical Medicine at Baylor College of Medicine. The rapid rise in cases is considered a surge, not a second wave. Because of the infection numbers, no mention of protests, by the way, because the infection numbers never lowered to where officials hoped they would, which they did. I, I'm, I'm sorry. What, what did you want them to be on? What, what exactly D- did you want to take the, the Anthony Fauci approach and say, uh, we can't have a single case before it's over? Because that's never going to happen. We're still dealing with the flu pandemic from 100 years ago. Yeah. So you can't turn around and say we can never have an end to COVID until we have no new cases. How can you even adopt that philosophy? He should be thrown out immediately just based on that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, like I said, Fauci came out and his his statement or excuse me, his quote was uh, we're still knee deep in the first wave of this, which uh, come on, you guys are creating the wave. This is this is what this is. We're in an artificial environment and we're being like the waves being created synthetically. That's where we're at on this. You have the first iteration of this. When we first started to see this hit the U.S., what were we told by the Surgeon General? Masks don't work. Don't use them. We don't need them. If we do need them, then they need to be used for the medical personnel. So we can't do that. Now, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, well, we got to have them. You have to have them. You're going to go to jail if you don't have them. So which is it? Which is it? In truth, it's neither. It's neither. They not only when I say they, I'm talking about the health, the quote health experts in America. They don't know what they're talking about. I'm not saying I'm a health expert, but I have enough common sense to know when somebody's a damn idiot 
And that's precisely what these people are. They're, they're idiots. They're fools. They're losers. They have absolutely no regard for public health. All they care about is an agenda of control. That's their purpose. And their purpose is to manipulate and control you. The masks are irrelevant. The sheer logic of it by the size of the virus itself and the size of the openings, the pore size in the masks make it completely useless. So why have them? Because it's about control. The masks from the start were about control. That's all it is. It's subjugation. It's the mark of a slave to the system. And that's where they want you. A coronavirus is, what is it? 0.1 microns? Something is yep. something like that? 0.1 microns. Mm-hmm. A mask is what? On average, your average cloth face covering well, is what? The cloth ones are anywhere from five microns to 20 microns. It depends on the thread count. Okay. All right. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. They, they vary from mask to mask. So, on average, you're looking at a virus that's 200, between 200 and 1,000 times smaller than what a cloth face covering can stop. So, I'll ask you again why do we have them? You know where some of the research is found, uh, where the, the coronaviruses mostly are on the floor? Go ahead. Yes, on the floor. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because, they, I mean, it's amazing how many viruses and, and bacteria actually live on the ground. See, this is why people should take their shoes off when they go home, right? When you get to your house, mm-hmm. take your shoes off. It's that simple. Because you really have no idea how many viruses and, and bacteria live on the ground. Yeah, t- take them off at the door. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention it's it's better for your carpet. I mean, seriously, if you have light colored, I, I worked in carpet cleaning business, right? If you have a lighter colored carpet anyway, you should be taking your shoes off at the door and have some kind of slipper or something you wear in the house only that never leaves the house. Um, And that'll that'll help wear on your carpeting. But anyway, you know, if you look at a lot of the Asiatic countries, most notably Japan, why is it you think they take off their shoes at the door? Because of that very reason. They're very clean people. And if you notice, Japan had a 0.05% death rate in all this. By the way, as of this morning, Japan lifted all restrictions 100%. It's like it never happened. So this nonsense that's going on in the United States, two reasons. One, it's based on fraud. That's the first thing. Second, they're trying to crash the economy. That's what it is. They're trying to crash the economy. They're trying to bring it down. We added 4.8 million jobs last week. Do you think they like those numbers of seeing that kind of a rebound that quick? No, they don't. So they have to turn around and and put that clamp back down on it. Um, let's see here. So the wonderful governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, right? Uh-huh. She has claimed that um, she will not be bullied into reopening her state too quickly amid the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. So basically she's saying, screw you guys. I don't care what you have, what you guys think or, or, you know, self-governing. I don't, I don't, I don't care about that. We're going to continue to be locked down. Uh, She says that we, you know, have a phased in re-engagement of our economy. And I had hoped to take the rest of the state to take phase five. We dialed it back right before the 4th of July because we see these numbers increasing. Uh Aha. Before the 4th of July, there, there, there's two things there. One, were you trying to keep people from celebrating the 4th of July because patriotism, right? And and we, we live in this fantastic country, but, uh, you know, whatever. But we also had, uh, 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 what, what was it? Um, oh, right. Riots. Huh. 
right before. Anyway, so not having bars that are serving indoors, that's one thing. But, you know, we're going to continue to monitor the numbers if they keep uh, uh, moving up. We're going to dial back if we have to. And that's the last thing any of us wants. I've got to tell you, I want to re-engage this economy more than anyone, but I'm not going to do it if it's too risky to do so. And that's well, why what's we're not seeing, risky. What What's not risky yeah. at this point? That is a good question, because honestly, you go outside and you drive your vehicle. Uh, you're you're putting your life in your own hands. Right. I mean, you're, you're driving exactly. around a, a two ton, one ton coffin. Right. So it, it, it's ridiculous saying that, you know, there's an element of risk with everything you do every day. You, you there's there's something you do that you could end up killing yourself. What's that? You're in the kitchen cooking. Oh, you could slip and cut yourself with a knife and and bleed out or something. You know, I mean, there, there's there's so many different things that could happen. It's a risk that you take. Right. And if people are are if you give them the information and people are able to make their own decisions, they will do a risk assessment and do what they believe is safest for themselves. That's just inherent. That's what people do. Right. Survival. Uh, that's kind of a thing that's all, you know, inbred in us. You know, it's kind of something we evolved into or however you want to word it. So uh, this is just stupid. I don't need a freaking nanny telling me what I can and can't do. I'm an adult. Screw you. I'll make the decisions based on the facts myself. And I expect other people to do the same. You know, do what you do, what you're comfortable with. You know, I I really wish you would just tell us how you really feel, Bruce. <laughs> I, I, re- I really wish you would just do that. Yeah. Because I mean, stop, mm-hmm. stop beating around the bush and just, and just tell us, right. You, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have yeah, to be afraid yeah. or anything, you know, you don't have to be timid or, or mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. But here, here's the thing. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, you're absolutely right. Because again, it's the free market that will sort it out that see, I, I mentioned this last yeah. night it, or, or a couple of nights ago. This is because like the free market will sort everything out. It will sort it out no matter what it is. You can apply that principle to everything because it will yeah. sort it out. If people are not comfortable with doing something, guess what? They don't do it until mm-hmm. they develop the self-confidence to be able to make that decision to take that risk and put it upon themselves. That's what it is. So if people want to sit at home and stay away from society, well, guess what? Go ahead. The rest of us have stuff to do. We don't have time for this. So if you want to stay home, you want to stay afraid, then guess what? You're going to stay home and you're going to stay afraid. You'll never be anything else. You will be that broken conformist that I was talking about. But if you want to take the risk, if you want to take the chance, that's your choice. It's not the government's job to make that choice for you. Hmm. No, see, you're going to kill us all. See, all that. If if the government doesn't tell like, uh, God, no, I I don't know. Honestly, man, I, I really don't know what else I can say. I really don't know, don't know what else I can say because here's here's the deal and this is real. This is real. People better get it through their heads. They better get out of their bubbles. They better get out of whatever the hell mentality they're in and start thinking for themselves because no one's going to fix this. No one person's going to fix this. It isn't going to be Donald Trump. I hate to tell you that, okay? I, I hate to be the one to sit here and say that. I wish he would. I wish he would actually do something, but I'm not very happy with Trump right now because of all this stuff Mm. that's going on out in the streets. Okay, the states won't do anything. The useless mayors won't do anything. Guess what? The feds need to come in and crush that nonsense and get it over with. So and when I say crush it, I mean, restore law and order as peacefully as possible. That's what I mean by that. And stop this nonsense because people are scared. They're confused. They don't know what's going to happen and they don't know what their future is going to hold. So people need some type of leadership and there isn't any. And it really upsets me. But 
I, I'm mm-hmm. getting I'm getting okay. sidetracked here. I, I'm getting sidetracked here. People need to understand that it's your choice. It's not the governor's choice. It's not the mayor's choice of whatever respective state or, or city or locale you come from. It's your choice as the citizen. We are going to have to be the ones that go out and take the public humiliation, the public shaming. And you know something? Those people can all go to hell. Because we have been brought up in a world, in a system with all this social media nonsense and all this fake entertainment and everything else. It's meant to make you feel like what you say to other people should matter to them. That's not true. That's not true. That's the big lie in everything. It's what you think matters to you is what counts, not what someone else thinks of you. Stop caring about what other people think. Do what you feel is right for you. Do what you feel is right for your family, for your community, for your business, whatever it might be and live your life. Let me ask this question. What's going to happen if you've got 10 million people? What's going to happen if you've got 10 million people in, say, California, right? You got 40 million people out there. You got 10 million people in California. They all say, screw you, governor. We're not going to listen to your BS orders, and we're going to do whatever we want. Same thing with the useless mayor in, in Los Angeles. People take their masks off. They, they go about their business, and they do whatever it is they need to do, and they live their life. You going to throw 10 million people in jail? You got 5 million people that go out in the state and reopen their businesses regardless of what. You're going to sick all those cops on them? So it's it's the level of tyranny that we're willing to put up with. That's what it is. Because right now, right now, historically speaking, it's relatively peaceful. As odd as that sounds, it's relatively peaceful. It's simple what we're being told to do in the U.S. Stay home. It's simple. It's not like they have armed guards out on the streets going to shoot you if you come out of your house. We're not to that point yet. But don't you think for one minute that if we let this continue, it won't get there. Every time in history, it does. The level of tyranny that we allow is the level of tyranny that we will put up with. Understand that. Uh, You know, there was an element, uh, what you were just saying there kind of reminded me of the self-defense stuff we just talked about to where you protect yourself first, right? Get yourself established and, and, you know, protected first. And then you can look at helping other people. Kind of a same scenario with this, right? We're so afraid of going out and and doing other. Look, if we don't get ourselves back and established and and functioning again, we're not going to be able to help these other people. We're not going to be able to really even help ourselves uh, as far as like providing food and 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 commodities and whatnot for ourselves. Uh, I mean. <laughs> We have to get back out there and get business going again. It's not just uh, we have to get out and, and do business again because, you know, I want to make money. It's a uh, we have to get back out there and, and get back to our jobs so that, you know, we can continue living, continue having food. You know, I, I kind of like food, you know, I, I like having the a roof over my head or air conditioning and those things. Right. I, I enjoy having those things. And if we don't go back to getting back to work and everything. Where does that leave us? You know what? Since you bring that up, Bruce, I, I want to play this clip of Elon Musk on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he's talking about the magic horn of plenty. Do, do you remember that? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I want to play this. Yeah, I want to play this. Right. Let, let's take a listen. to This is Elon Musk talking about the um, the magic horn of plenty because Bruce was talking about the supply chain. Right. Even if you don't have a business, we still have to be back out there because of the supply chain. So let's take a listen to this. Yeah, as I said, my, you know, my, my opinion is if, if, if somebody wants to stay home, they should stay home. I say if somebody doesn't want to stay home, they should not be compelled to stay home. That's my opinion. Do you think and that- if, and if, if somebody doesn't like that? Well, that's my opinion. Um, so the now. Yeah. Um, 
the, the, this notion, though, that uh, you you know you can just sort of send checks out everybody and and things will be fine is not true. Obviously, um, the there's some people have this absurd like uh, view that the economy is like some magic horn of plenty. Like it, it just makes stuff. Stuff, you know, whatever. It just there's a magic horn of plenty, and the goods and services they just come from this magic horn of plenty. And then if um, like if somebody has more stuff than somebody else, it's because they took more from this magic horn of plenty. Now let me uh, just break it to you, the the fools out there. If you don't make stuff, there's no stuff. So if you don't make the food, if you don't process the food, you don't transport the food, and the, well, the, the whether you know medical treatment, getting getting your teeth fixed. There's no stuff. I become detached from reality. You you can't just legislate money and and solve these things. If you don't make stuff, there is no stuff. Obviously, we'll run out of the stores. We'll run out of the you know it's, it's the halt. The machine just grinds to a halt. He's absolutely right. He's absolutely right in everything that he just said, and that's that echoes just what you were saying, Bruce. Is if you don't make stuff, then there's no stuff. If you don't make mm-hmm. food, then if you don't process food, if you don't grow the food, you don't process the food. Guess what? There's no food. So in the beginning, he said, if people want to stay home, well, then stay home. But the rest of us cannot. So all this, all this nonsense about all this, uh, the, this lockdown stuff, and and all this this uh, talk of this public health stuff. Look, we cannot stay closed. We cannot lock down again. Can't happen. Can't happen. And and more than that, it's not just because of our economy and our supply chain at home. It's our. It's not just our economy and our lifestyles that we have to worry about. It's other countries around the world that we export to, that they export to us from. That's affected as well. And GP can actually, he can actually say something like, can you not GP or did you just step away? I can say, I can say a whole lot of things. Please go ahead. We were playing the clip of Elon Musk talking about our supply chain as it relates Mm -hmm. to all the (laughs) people, I love that, all the (laughs) people, we'll just leave it, all the people that were they were talking about uh, stay home. Well, you know, we, we just legislate money and, and all this stuff. And, and we cannot continue to do that. And I wanted you to give a perspective on what us staying shut down or locking down again does to other economies that we do business with, because, you know, people that are in real predicaments right now. So so what do you have on that? Well, the situation. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people in this predicament. The difficulty is, is they're giving out checks to so many people. So they're staying they're they're not feeling the brunt of we got to stay closed. So you got all these people that are getting massive checks. More than they're actually, they're getting actually paid more than they were making before. So they're like, woo, we can stay shut down. We can stay shut down. I mean, it's not so bad. And that's the difficulty that we're having amongst our communities because these are the loud voices. These are the people that have nothing better to do because they have nothing better to do than to just collect their check and complain online. It's easy when it's that way. But many of us have a per- feel a personal responsibility to take care of our families we're not relying on, you know, okay, I'm just going to rely on a check from the government and I'm good to go. We don't, many of us don't have generational situations like that where my parents was on grand welfare and my grandparents were on welfare and they're on welfare. So we're all just used to keeping a check. That's, that's not a situation. That's, that's, that's a difficult part because those are the people that have the voice, the people that are doing the screaming, the people that are doing the yelling, like stay inside. Don't think, you know what? Take those, take the check away from all those people. Just like, you know what? We have no more checks. Unless we start working, there's no more checks. You will see a tide of human beings racing out there to work. You will have an excessive amount of people going, I'll pick strawberries. 
I'll be out there. You need me to paint a freaking building? I'll be out there. You want me washing windows? I'll be out there. Cut those checks. See what happens. That's in the but cards, no. by the way. When, That's in the cards. They, they will. They they will end that uh, that paycheck it has to or whatever it's called. No, no. Yeah. But there's there's more that goes along with it because as the con- country bankrupts itself, we're going to go into the depression of like the twenties has never seen. We will go into a spiral into. Oh, it, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Really bad because instantly imagine. Fat, okay, America has gone turned fat, and I, and I mean it in a lot of different ways, and not just by our figures. We've become reliant on purchasing things. We've become reliant on instant gratification. Uh, okay, I'm going to download this app. I'm going to play this video game. I'm going to do this. We've become reliant on that. Now, all of that requires money, and what has it done is it's entertained us and keep us distracted, keep us kind of not focused at all, and so this. To take all that away because it requires money. All these companies just gone. Imagine overnight. Boom. You have no technology today because you can't afford it. What are you going to do? You can't afford gas in your car, so you can't go anywhere. You can't afford to watch Netflix. You can't afford to watch Hulu. You can't afford any of these things. You got to go to public television. How many of you got an antenna? Seriously, an antenna on top of your house. You could get regular public television. Because when those checks end and the money ends, what the hell are you going to do? Government sending checks out. If it's cut down, if we remove these checks that people are receiving... So now they can't afford these inter- things that they've done to entertain themselves, shopping online, doing all that stuff. We've lost our ability to just sit down and read a book. How many people out, have, you, have you ever looked at a park and seen anybody read a book? Or uh, I do that. Work. Oh, yeah, you do that. Okay. I know you do that. I do it periodically myself. But actually, no, these children, I'm going to refer to, okay, you know what? I'm going to go the under 30s. Do you think any of them can entertain themselves without media? Seriously, I'm asking. No, uh, no, I don't think that they can. I, I don't think that they can. I think they're going to have a very difficult time doing that because th- this is what this is what separates it. You're going to have to take them out of that situation. You're, you're going to have to take them out of that situation unless they choose it. There's there's a difference here. The the mm-hmm. difference is, you know, I made the decision ten years ago to cut social media. I made that choice. That mm-hmm. was my call. I made the decision to read what the companies were all about. I knew we'd be right here at this point. I knew we would be here. So I said, nah, I'm not getting into that. I'm not putting anything up there about myself. I'm not putting anything up there about people I know. Nothing. I'm not putting up employer information. None of it. And I never did. And so, and I never put photos of myself out there. Nothing. So I knew that we were going to be here at this point. That's why I didn't put anything in the system. So I made that choice. I decided to do that. I disconnected myself from that system. I spit myself out of that system. Same thing when it comes to- But it's to, not just that, Johnny. It's just not just that. It's why isn't it? also video games. Eliminate video games too. Because if you can't okay, afford fine. to pay for video games, you can't okay, play fine. them, right? But people do- Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and you won't be- Forget the internet. You won't be able to have it. Yeah, so no internet. What, what, so what's going to happen? What are they going to do? So what's What's going to happen? People, I think, if people make the decision, of course, I think you're alluding to they'll go out and they'll riot, which they probably will. But again, I, I mean, I'm looking at it from from the pot. I'm trying to put a positive spin on it, thinking if you take someone out of that situation, it's a good time for them to sit down and discover self-assessment, you know, reassess themselves mm. and go a different direction with their life and think, hey, I've been missing out on a lot of this stuff. I, I should I should be doing this. I should be doing this to better myself. I should be doing this to improve myself rather than stay stuck in that system. You wouldn't believe, GP, how much I've actually learned about myself by not being in that system all the time at all. 
You know, so I mean, it's it's amazing where you can go as a different avenue for yourself. I'm looking at it from a self development standpoint, and and I know, like I said, I, I think I know where you're going with it. You think they're going to go out there and and start, you know, uh, rioting and and going to government buildings and this. And like I said, I, I, I think, agree with you. I don't, you don't think they will. Well, I, yeah, I don't think I don't have to think. I have to. I know they will. Well, because GP, when you're hungry. You'll do crazy things. That is true. And and see, GP, this is this is why we played the clip of of Musk talking about the magic horn of plenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that magic horn of plenty just doesn't magically continue to give you stuff and money that's going to run out. You know, I talked to somebody yesterday that, that has an economics degree, and you know what they told me? Countries can't go bankrupt. A, a person with an with a, a degree in international economics told me that. Countries can't go bankrupt. Why can't they? Why can't they go bankrupt? You have monetary systems in countries. And what happens when you get to a point where you can no longer sustain the amount of debt in that monetary system? It collapses. So this is one thing that people need to be paying attention to. And largely, as, as much as I hate to say it, largely people are not. They're out there eating hot dogs and, you know, boating or whatever it is they're doing, golfing. And it's like, you know, they're watching their 401k. And I'm like, what are you going to do when the money's not there? What are you going to do? So anyway, we're going to have to jump out of here. I, I, I apologize because we're, we're at time and I re- would really like to continue to uh, have this conversation mm-hmm. because there's a lot more we could talk about. We could go down the economical side of it. But if we can get you back another time this week, GP, I would love to sit down and talk the economy and what's going on no with problem. all this and, and where we see things going. We are going to have to go, but I'm going to plug social media. If you have not and you would like to, please do give us a follow on the over on the social network or so- social media network of Parler. Uh, yes, I said that I wasn't in that system, but however, I am in social media for that particular platform to be able to communicate with you, the listener, take your feedback, take your comments, and and to promote the podcast. Happy to do that. Very happy to do that. I love getting feedback and upvotes and comments and echoes and everything from all of you listeners. You guys are great. Please do give me a follow over there. You can follow me at Anderson 3 You can follow Marty at Marty Foster. GP, you're not there yet, but I got a feeling you'll probably be joining us at some point in the near future, won't you? <laughs> Since you're going to have a whole we'll lot of time see. on your hands. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I, I'm, I want, still, I'm still I want gardening. Things. I want gardening up there. I want gardening tips for listeners. Oh, that, that's my what gosh, I want. my green onions are insane. That's what I want to see. You haven't even sent me any of those pictures. Send the telegram those over. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm going to yeah, have to get I'll have somebody stand next to them because they'll be smaller than the green onions. It's OK. Crazy. All right. All right. So, yes, uh, do give us a follow over on the uh, social media platform of Parler. We would love to hear your comments and, and your feedback. Thank you guys for your time today. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together, we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.